This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. But we had so much to talk about. Last uh, last episode was before the Rangers game, was before the Islanders game, and talk about a, a tale of two tales, I guess, because the Rangers game, massive disappointment. Granted, it's one of the best teams in the league, but the Flyers did not play well enough. And towards, we just listened to him in a press conference talk about how he felt like they were cheating in that game, how they were always a step too slow against an incredibly fast team. But... The good news is that Islanders game, for them to turn it around so quickly, not dwell on mistakes. He said they had a 30-minute tape study before getting on the bus. It was very clear exactly what went wrong with the Rangers. Quick shift, you beat the Islanders, one of the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah, that Ranger game, I mean, although they kept it awful close for a team where they gave up so much against a really skilled – who went the next day and just clobbered the Bruins, mm-hmm. who might you know have the best record in the league. So, But, I mean, it was um, – you could tell in that Ranger game because when we broke it down between periods, it's like they're just not tracking. It used to be called back checking, now it's tracking. They weren't tracking, and it was just huge mental mistakes. And and I think the um, defensemen were hung out to dry in many cases because uh, it's like okay, everybody just when you say cheating, it's like you're looking for the play to come one way and stay there, and they didn't t- pay attention to some of the basics that they had before. So I think it would have been a pretty I don't even think embarrassing uh, tape study because everybody did it. Yeah. It wasn't like, okay, you. There were a couple of guys. You know, Tippett had a, who came back, really was really beaten on a, on a track coming back at one time, but he wasn't the only one. And I think it was a mindset. It's why I, I was curious with Torts on how are you going to address this? Because at the beginning of the year, you said you're going to give him a longer leash, so to speak. And I'm, you know, knowing, knowing that guys like to score, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, at what point is it going to have to be reined back in because you're, uh, it's not worth the risk-reward at some point, especially against the Rangers? Yeah, they just they didn't play it safe enough, which is yeah. funny because you want them to be competitive and take chances, but against a team like the Rangers, you can't get away with that. You just can't. You have to know you know, you got to know who, who it is you're playing against. When you have Zibanejad, I thought Kreider had a remarkable game against them. You just have to know certain personnel when they're out there. It's like, well, no, we can't, can't. Today's not a day we can get away with anything. Right. But, and we talked about this a ton in our pregame show and, and frankly, slightly expecting it because that's just how the Flyers have been lately is we talked about it being a dip that the Flyers had lost two straight and would possibly be a third against the Islanders. 
And then they come back and they don't make it a dive. They get right back to it. And it was so impressive because you kind of felt it dwelling like, are they going to lose the Islanders now? And now it's going to be this slope. We're going to have to talk about them getting back up track. And they didn't let it happen. No, Ashton, the response has been good. And not just there. I mean, if my memory serves me. It was a loss to Vegas and then they beat Vegas. Yeah. Lost to the Kings and then they beat the Kings. Mm -hmm. So everybody that they've had to come back against, the lessons learned, I guess, is what happens. Uh, lost on the island, beat the island. Yeah. So, you know, lost to the Rangers, then win again, win the next day. Yeah, that was the, that was impressive that they can, that they don't kind of sulk and they come back and they learn their lessons, come back and play a better game, a better response to the game. So that's what you want to see. You want to see some just we were i was terrified anyway of like looking at the schedule and saying oh my god oh, yeah. within a week this could really really be a tumble this could go off the rails yeah, yeah and, really. and frankly the flyers teams of, of last season and the teams before it probably would have gone off yeah. the rails. yeah and this was you know it didn't go off because of many reasons goaltending was really strong uh, guys took a, took the lessons that they learned in the video really really well mm -hmm. the ch lineup changes worked so it was a, it was a good sign it was not like you know, not like you're you're past anything. It's still going to be. Look, they're a team that has to go at ninety percent at least to beat teams. Yeah. They can't. That you can't get a 70 percent effort with this roster right now. I expect you're going to get by. Right, and it it just gets tougher. I mean, they are in a brutal part of the schedule right now in the Metro. You got the Carolina Hurricanes. You got the Pittsburgh Penguins twice. I'm missing more. What am I missing? Devils Thursday. The and the Devils kind of righted the ship. They went they went off against uh, Buffalo. So, but when you look at the Metro now, it's this weird. Um, huh. Yeah, but, well, you have one end and the other, and you get the Rangers who've been really, really good, and Columbus it's been really, really bad. And then everything in the middle, it's uh, it's really competitive everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now it might separate a little bit. But I don't think it's it's what people expected that the you know some teams are struggling more than you thought was going to happen, mm -hmm. and there's an opportunity here to hang into this thing for a long, long time. I think it's going to be really the whole season seems like it's going to be like this because you look at the rosters as well. You look at the Capitals, you look at the Hurricanes. Granted, they might have more superstars, but it's pretty even matchups. Where I don't feel like one team is going to completely fall off and be off the face of the earth. No, the Capitals have sort of righted it a little bit, um, even without Ovechkin going crazy with scoring. Yeah. Carolina is a very good team, but they they're not a blowout team. Like if they if they slip a little bit in their effort, they can be had. I mean, they play close games. So I mean, it's always a close game with Carolina. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's all it's not really it's it's not really indicative of a, what people thought before the season. Like these three teams are going to be terrible. Flyers among them. No, you're going to be able to hang in here and see what happens. It's a long way to go, and the Flyers don't have the older legs that some of those teams have. Yeah, very true. And John Tortorella was talking about it this morning. It was funny. He he wanted to really elaborate on this, and he had to pull himself back because he <clears> said <throat> the league was going to be bad word pissed off at him. And, <laughs> and I don't know what he was getting at, but he basically said that where the Metro stands right now, how great it is for hockey, because this is what hockey has wanted all along. It's a ton of teams, really tight knit, competitive every single day. You can't pick out a clear winner. He said for the longest time, it was, you know, five good hockey teams. No one else stood a chance. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know exactly what he meant, but I think the league benefited when the Blackhawks were just really good yeah. and the Bruins, those markets there. I mean, they would like the Flyers to be in, in that group, but I think now what you have is more of an NFL kind of a picture where anybody and, and you know, a bunch of teams getting in. Uh, I, I like it better, but 
back, you could go back, dial back. You don't want teams done by Christmas. And that's, I think it is as bad for your local market is what it's bad for. And I think, you know, if you're looking at it from a a perspective of the league, sometimes like, oh, we want the Blackhawks to really be good. The Rangers just run away with stuff. I don't think so. I think to keep your local market interested. Now, a lot of that has gone away in terms of teams running away with it because the extra point when you get a tie or you go into overtime. So it, it's hard to separate, harder to separate now, but still, you know what it's like when the team's out of it in February, Stinks. it's just terrible. Yeah. It's uh, so I, I like this model and what's going on here, even for the flyers, just to keep it in because you're always like on Thursday, on Tuesday, you think, Oh, we got the playoffs made. Then on Thursday, Oh my God, we're never going to make it. Then by Saturday, the over. Oh yeah. By Saturday, it's like half an inch of water. You think you're going to drown, right? It's like so by true. Saturday. Oh no, we're in it again. Oh, Monday. Oh no, we're out of it. Now this, it's going to go on through the year. I mean, look at us and our shows oh. the past week that after that second loss, I was like, forget it. Forget we're it. done. We, we shouldn't even do a show. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because like, Oh my God, but no, it doesn't take much when it's, when you, when you really have that clump of teams, cause you're just trying to get in and you see what happened last year, Florida just got in. I'm not, I'm not saying the flag going to win a cup, but just to get in. Yeah. And when the energy that it brings, the, the energy it brings a franchise thinking that you got a chance to make it. And that's, if you ever do, if you do make it, it's like just that playoff payoff for, mm-hmm. for people that have been watching the team all year. Yeah. And I agree coming from someone who's from South Florida. I think it's best for hockey because the Florida Panthers growing up there, they were nothing for the longest time. And now I've seen my friends on Instagram all the time going to Panthers games, even with the record as it stands right now, because of last year. They went to playoffs. Yeah. That mean, they had a brief run way back. Um, in the day and then they kind of disappeared a little bit now you come back and it's look at tampa yeah when tampa you can they beat the bucks in well, that market yeah you can make a, yeah, yeah. Be, beat the bucks i mean that's how that's how good it can be and philly's been a sleeping giant mm-hmm. in, in terms so of uh, what the the interest that you saw what happened on a friday afternoon against the rangers that's what the building should be like without some of those rangers fans all the time, all the time. yeah and something that was really stood out to me. So we just interviewed Keith Jones. That's going to be on our pre shows on NBC sports, Philadelphia, kind of big picture of how the transition's going. But I thought his best insight was he talked about the flyers are going to get to a point here. And he thinks relatively soon within the next two years where they are in a position to go shop for free agents, where they're in a right. position to go get the guy that they need to make a difference. And he talked about Philadelphia being the best place for that, because look what the Phillies did with Bryce Harper. He said, it's, it's a responsibility of the fans in the city to make this a desirable place to come. Right. They said basically every other team in Philadelphia has done that, where they've gotten their superstar and it's made the difference. But the superstar has to want to come here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, they they might have got lucky this past summer when Krug didn't want to come here and, and ended up Sandheim staying. So yeah. it made a better thing. But I think the I don't think there's any secret to the blueprint here. People that want them to go out and get that star right now. Like I wanted Gaudreau last year. He's he's really kind of invisible now in Columbus. Mm-hmm. But. 
the Flyers' blueprint, probably, and it's pretty evident, is okay. When Mitchkov comes comes over, or Cutter Gauthier, who might come over the end of this, come out of college the end of this year. But at that point, you're going to have at least with Mitchkov and probably Gauthier guys on their first contracts. That saves you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you have those, and they're really good players, if you have that kind of player at that kind of money, then you can go out and get the free agent. And, and it makes a whole lot more sense because you've got all that. It's all about cap room now. Like the Oilers right now with Dreisaitl and, and, you know, and, and McDavid kind of overloaded with – it's almost, it, well, it's almost like an NBA system. Yep. Where you put your top two guys. So I mean, the Flyers I think are planning for that, and with Mitchkov and Carter Gauthier, and if this Rizzo kid at the University of Denver, there's there's a bunch of them. Barky, there's a bunch of them that could be coming up. So I think that's their game plan. It'll be tempting though, right now. Like if well, you're in the play, now. oh, it is. If, yeah. if you're if you're at the end of this year and you have a bunch of cap space, you want. I don't think when you say that it doesn't even have to be a premier free agent. If at the end of this season you can make a for one year, somebody at the end of a contract, whatever it is, to come in and make that playoff push, fine. But I don't think you give up your young assets for it. No, and but I get that's so hard. I think for for fans to understand, yes. and really, frankly, for if you really don't understand the cap, it's confusing. And I'm just now starting to get it because you get force yourself to answer. Well, why not right now? Why yeah. can't we do it right now? It can't because you'll you'll lock yourself in in the future. But you can be competitive. And, and the Flyers trying to do two things at once here is difficult, but they have a fan base that at this point is willing to, to live through it. But I think they've accelerated things even more than they anticipated. Big time. Um, the the goaltending has been very, very good. And that, I'm including Erson in that. that. That's a big plus on what's gone on. Now they're going to live with some mistakes with some of their young D, um, but I think that they, the Sandheim situation has made it accelerate even more. Mm-hmm. The real confusing part will be, is a guy like Konechny a part of the future, or is he a piece that another team looks at and says, we can have, you know, he'll, right now. he'll, be, he'll be our capitals maybe, or whomever. He, boy, we could use him right now. We could make a, a, a Stanley Cup run with a guy like that right now. I think it's too good to be true because it, to me it seems like the Flyers – Two three years away, if you agree, from from being able to shop that big free agent. Yeah, two probably. I think a lot depends on Mitchkov when he comes when over. He comes, yeah, for sure. that, that would be a big a big change in yeah. it. And you know the other, it's so confusing because what kind of money are you going to give uh, uh, Tippett? Yeah. You know, you're gonna have to yeah, pay him. are you going to have to pay him? Are you going to how long? You know that, that and that's what they need to find out. Is this is, how good is this? How good is this guy? And he's is he a part of our long-term future? Yeah, and that's what Torts talked about today. Is that's he talked about a question was asked to did, did this team exceed your expectations? Like I didn't have expectations. We're not in a field to have expectations because right now I'm in the process of still figuring out who I want to be here. Who does Danny want to be yeah. here? You know, Keith Jones, Dan Hilferty, all these guys. Who's gonna be the solid core? I gotta think in two to three years, it's unrealistic that a Travis Connectney, a Carter Hart, those staple guys all of them still being here because they, pro- they want to win as well. All of them probably not. Hart's an interesting case. Very interesting. He's also young. Uh, so, yeah. and, and goalies. Uh, Joel Faraby. Oh, you know, Faraby, I think, is a lock yeah. uh, that he's that he's part of this. Uh, I, I don't know contract situations. That's another issue with the guy wants way too much money. Mm-hmm. Over, part of that. 
But Connecty is going to be an interesting case. Tippett's going to be an interesting. I think Tippett's going to be a part of it, but I don't know what the demands are going to be, what they could possibly get. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I, I and I I think that it's I think they've exceeded expectations, although Torts may not look at it that way. I think in the height of the fans. Well, he had, he expects them to play hard every night. Yeah, that, that's basically what it is, and to live under under his rules uh, on how to play the game. That that's it. But I got to say, having covered a league with Torch in it for a long time, he's lived he's lived with mistakes more than I thought he would be able to. He's been much more patient this year. Yeah, and I think uh, surprisingly so. Yeah, with certain players, especially. Um, I think he really understands how difficult it is to play defense as a young player to come in because he did York the previous year up, down, or down, then up, um, how difficult that position is to kind of learn. And the question you have is, is he learning more through his mistakes now or is it better to have him somewhere else to make them? But I think, I think they're kind of leaning toward let's, let, let's make, let's let them make some mistakes here. Yeah. And it's interesting. I've noticed a huge shift in, in the messaging of this. So Torch talked about it today where defense is going to be a daily decision at this point of who's going to play because they have now a lot of options with Rasmus with Stolein and Mark Stahl back healthy. But he was talking about Zamula. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, the message from Torts was it's all about the young guys. It's all about getting them better. It's all about their ice time. This is all about the youth and getting them up to speed. Well, now for a guy like Zamula, he talked about how he's not going to put him on the ice and give him his ice time if it costs the team a win. And to me, that's because the team is exceeding expectations. It is. And I will tell you, Ashlyn, the other thing that it is, is you can't fool your locker room. So if a guy's really struggling and the coach continues to put him out there in a game, you're like, what, what are we doing? What here? are we doing? Yeah. I, what, what, how come I made a mistake and I, I'm, you know, stapled to the bench and this is going on here. You can't fool a locker room. Um, they'll live with some mistakes. I mean, if a player coming up, but not in a game. In a game, you know, we played our butts off for forty-five minutes. And you here. cost us. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. And, and and we've seen this since you know the drop of the first puck that this is going on. So I, I think that's where it is now. He can, like Torts. A lot of people think, well, Torts is you know, he's the coach. You do it, but he he really does read a locker room pretty well, um, very well, and a bench. And I think if, if you if you don't give your team, the guys playing really hard, the best chance to win that night, you risk losing a locker room. Yeah, and you can't be in that position right now. Right now, the Flyers are in it. 